Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Adam Craig from CLE Real Estate. Welcome, Adam. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure, Adam. Thank you very much. Little bit about Adam. Adam is the founding member of CLE Real Estate Group, a real estate investment company located just outside Cleveland, Ohio. After earning a BA in finance from Kent State University, Adam began to pursue his passion for real estate investing. Since 2013, Adam has closed more than 70 deals and accumulated a rental portfolio topping $8 million in residential and commercial real estate. The key to Adam's success is a genuine passion and enthusiasm for real estate investing. So with that, Adam, you want to add anything to your background? Uh, you got it covered pretty good. So I was uh, kind of a uh, lower middle class kid, grew up caddying at a, a country club for about 12 years of my uh, childhood into early college. That's kind of kind of what uh, opened my eyes to the finer things in life and uh, really kind of drove my passion to uh, be, some, be something, uh, you know, more than uh, your nine to five uh, type uh, W-2 job. So it's kind of the caddying that I did for about 12 years kind of spurred me into the real estate industry. Got it. And you you did like around 70 deals. Would you say a little bit more about your portfolio? How exactly you structured your portfolio? Yeah, so I bought my first uh, single family rental property back in 2013. I did about one to two deals for the first maybe two or three years. After that, I I started to burr the properties, which is the buy, rehab, rent, refinance. Um, Combined with uh, that strategy, I started using a hard money lender. So at that point, uh, around 2016, things really accelerated to the point where I was doing roughly eight to 12 properties a year for about three or four years straight. Um, still doing all the single family stuff, uh, doing some flips as well. Um, 2018, I bought my first commercial building. Uh, I've done maybe one single family since then, but it's, it's strictly uh, all commercial going forward unless uh, something really great were to fall in my lap on the single family side. Got it. Yeah. And during our conversation, you mentioned you're also focusing on commercial space. So would you share a little bit more about your commercial experience as well? So, yeah, I, I always thought, you know, I would maybe buy 50 or 100 single family homes. Eventually, I would graduate graduate into mid to, you know, larger size apartment spaces. But partly uh, one reason I didn't was uh, the apartment space is, is hard to find some really good value add opportunities. And value add is primarily the only thing I'm focused on, uh, something that can be turned around uh, and get a greater valuation than when you purchase it. Um, so the other part of that is uh, in 2018, I was looking for some office space to go rent uh, to get out of my home office because I had just had my first child and the home office thing was not what it was cracked up to be prior to that first child. So uh, coming uh, into the uh, rental market for office space, I found a building that was actually for sale, uh, ended up purchasing that building, not knowing really anything about office space. This was actually uh, right before the pandemic, so timing uh, wasn't great. Uh, long story short, filled that space. I work out of it. Actually, I'm sitting in there now. It, wor- it worked out so well that I continued into the office uh, space sector uh, with throwing in some retail uh, flex space as well. So I haven't done anything on the apartment side, uh, not to say that I wouldn't, but right now I'm finding more deals in the uh, the asset class that I'm, I'm concentrating in. 
got it and so what what are the challenges you faced during that deal and what are the best things happened with that deal so would you share a little bit more about that well you know i i purchased this building really not knowing anything about office space like i mentioned so i was scared that i would be able to fill it but you know it was it was a uh, building that was owned by an attorney who you know he had wound down his practice over the last 5 years and he hadn't put any money into the building so uh it was it was livable but it needed a, a big facelift so we did roughly an $80,000 rehab to the building uh it was completely vacant put the uh, for rent sign up not knowing what was going to happen and sure enough the phone rang uh then uh we filled a couple of units right after that and covid hit um, so we're sitting in the prime or I'm sorry, the infancy of COVID where everyone is kind of sitting at their house, not, not sure uh, what's going to happen. Uh, the phone didn't really ring for maybe two or three months after that. And at this point, I've only filled maybe 30% of my building. I'm, I'm a little, a little nervous to say the least, but, you know, sure enough, you know, people started coming out, uh, you know, COVID was still a thing, but it wasn't the, the plague that maybe everyone uh, thought maybe it would be. So after about four to six more months, we had the remaining spaces filled. That building has been filled ever since. It's in a great part of town. Uh, after that, it kind of gave me some some you know confidence to keep going. I bought a, a slightly bigger office building the next time, filled that, and you know I've just been going uh, on the upward scale in terms of uh, the amount of square feet that I'm buying and the dollar value. So just working my way up the ladder on the commercial side right now. Uh, so like you know, the, did did you purchase through syndication or is that you know uh, self? So I, I'm in the Cleveland market, so we have relatively cheap real estate out here. So I haven't I haven't actually syndicated a deal in terms of sharing equity, but I do raise money for my deals. I offer a flat 10% uh, return. Uh, I started doing that um, shortly after I got my first commercial property, and now I'm now up to the point where I've got about 15 lenders, and, and the private uh, the private lender network is starting to snowball a little bit. So uh, as I get into you know some bigger deals in the you know million and up, several million dollar category, I'm completely fine uh, splitting the equity and, and doing things like that. But so far, I haven't uh, gone down that route. I've been able to be 100% owner and just pay out the uh, 10% returns, and, and the investors have been relatively happy. Got it. So, and what kind of lending you got for that, you know, first office building? And you mentioned you did like 80K uh, for renovation stuff. So what exactly you did renovations? So it was a $275,000 building is the price we agreed on. Uh, the renovations were, you know, spread across 5,000 square feet, pretty much all the facelifts that you would imagine, new flooring, new paint, a lot of new carpet. Uh, the exterior was in fairly good shape other than, you know, the paints. Uh, so a lot of uh, cosmetic upgrades, the structure and everything like that was okay. So we we kind of went above and beyond what I would do in my normal, uh, I would say normal, in my other office buildings, because this is in a real uh, cheeky, popular part of a downtown area, really trendy area, really desirable location. Uh, not to mention, you know, I'm working out of this uh, building, so it, it might get a little more of my attention than a building I'm not working out of. I, I kind of want to make it special. So, you know, we went, we went pretty uh, heavy on the design and the tile and things like that. Not something that we do in any of my other office spaces. Got it. So, so you're focusing on office uh, space and retail space also, right? So what, what exactly your business plan? So how long you want to hold it? What, what is your exit plan? 
So similar to the single family space that I started in, everything I do is a burr. I'm buying it with private money, a combination of my own money or private money. Uh, and then we tend to refinance it with the bank after the building's been stabilized. And so far on the commercial side, that's been anywhere from nine months up to 18 months before we have a pro forma that is good enough for the banks to uh, give us our cash out value at. So uh, that's kind of been the the strategy so far. I, I don't I don't really plan on selling these buildings at the moment. Uh, I want to say they're going to be long term holds. But, you know, then again, I, I thought I would be holding on to every one of my single family rental properties. And I've, I've offloaded a lot of those uh, really just exchanging them for the commercial assets. So, you know, it's hard to say what my uh, long-term goal is, but my, my imagination thinks between five and eight years minimum, I'll probably hold these. They're great cash flowing assets. So I don't see a reason that uh, I'm going to sell them, especially because I already, you know, I've been getting really good chunks of cash on the cash out refis. Got it. Yeah. Did you refinance any of your commercial uh, properties? So uh, they've all been refinanced in terms of we pay, we paid the private money back uh, and then got into a bank loan. Uh, and, and most of the timing on that has been about a year after acquisition. So Got it. So what kind of you know, leverage you are getting? Uh, so I'm right around a 20-year, five-year adjustable, uh, 4%, give or take, uh, on most of the loans lately. I know mortgage uh, you know, rates have gone up a little bit recently, but I, I've been locked into some pretty good uh, terms. Um, more times than not, uh, I'm getting a good chunk of money on the cash back. My first building wasn't a major value add, so it was almost a uh, rate and term refinance, but my most recent uh, refinance, we, you know, we we took home about one hundred eighty thousand dollars, and that was only sixty five percent of the loan to value. So could have gone higher, but uh, I, I was comfortable with the cash flow at sixty five percent, and uh, that's where we're at. So uh, from with tenants, are you going with a Dublin uh, lease or uh, triple N leases? Yeah, so uh, we have a combination. We have we have some buildings where we have. Uh, triple net leases. We have a couple buildings that really aren't situated like that. So a lot of the buildings that we have are broken up into smaller spaces. We don't tend to separate the utilities. We don't triple net lease them. We just work that into the the current lease. But our goal is always a, a triple net lease if the building is 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 I guess I would say built for a tenant that uh, would would meet those standards. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So would you share any of your best experiences so far? Uh, you know, COVID was scary for a lot of investors, but it's when I picked up two of, you know, two of my best deals. We had a, we had a building that had a restaurant vacancy. It was a 40 year old restaurant that went out of business during COVID. Um, the second floor of that building was uh, 8,000 square feet of completely dilapidated office space. Um, so the building was completely not bankable. It went up for sale, you know, shortly after COVID uh, had started. So the price we got for it, you know, it was a 20, 22,000 square foot building that we paid $350,000 for. Uh, and that was with the $500,000 ask price. So uh, at the time, no one was really touching uh, anything related to a restaurant. But, you know, you always go back to the Warren Buffett uh, buy when others are fearful uh, adage. And, and, and that's what I did. Luckily, it uh, paid off. By the time we were done rehabbing the building, uh, we had a, a, a restaurant tenant. They moved in um, this past uh, January and signed a five-year lease. Uh, bought the building for three fifty, put about two hundred thousand dollars into it. So, all in uh, around five hundred fifty thousand dollars, and we just had it appraised for nine hundred eighty thousand dollars on our refinance. So, you know that was a, a real good deal, and we have another one that we're working on really similar to it. So, it kind of 
kind of made me realize, you know, single family was my, my niche for a long time. It's my bread and butter. I, I knew it uh, as good as I could. And I, and I sometimes miss it, but then you get a deal like that and you realize, Hey, <laughs> the economy of scale is real. Uh, it's much better to do one or two large deals a year than 12 small deals. So uh, I will sadly say goodbye to the uh, single family space. Awesome. Yeah. And that's a good experience. Uh, and would, would you also share any of your challenging experiences in real estate space or office space? Well, you know, I mean, we're, we're self-managing. We, we had a property manager uh, in the early part of my real estate career uh, managing my single family, but me and my wife uh, and a little bit of uh, hired help uh, manages everything. So that can get a little bit uh, tedious to say the least. My, my goal is not to be a self-manager uh, much longer. I think I'm at the point where I have systems in place where I can pass this off, but it doesn't mean those headaches aren't still going to fall on your lap. And, and that's understandable. You know, you can make a lot of money in real estate. So I always, you know, tell myself, you, you're okay dealing with these day-to-day headaches for, for the life that uh, you're able to live. It's, it's minimal in comparison to, you know, a nine to five that you're still dealing with the grind and the headaches and, and you're making a very small fraction of what you're able to do in real estate. Got it. And what, what's your uh, take on current uh, real estate market space? So I was one of the guys who, you know, I, I have a social media following, Adam, the investor, and a lot of people on there, you know, kept asking me when's the crash. This was, you know, about a year ago when the uh, foreclosure moratorium was in place. And everyone, all these uh, investors, a lot of new investors are just looking for an opportunity to get in. And, and I was saying at the time, and, and it so far it has been true that, you know, a year ago was still better time to get in than a year from now. Uh, it's just not at the point where the, the supply is there to make prices go down. Uh, this is, you know, referring to the single family space, uh, which a lot of listeners are into. But uh, on the commercial side, I wouldn't call myself an expert in commercial real estate yet. I've only been doing it for about four years. But uh, I do see a lot of deals out there still that, you know, would be advantageous for me to jump on, uh, but not so much in the apartment space. The apartment space does seem crowded. Rents are high, therefore values uh, are high. So I don't see a lot of deals uh, there. So right now I'm going to stick with the uh, office uh, flex retail space. And, you know, I've, I've dabbled some interest into industrial, but I haven't pulled the trigger. But uh, it's it's nice that all these asset classes exist because, you know, you don't have to be a one trick pony. Uh, a lot of places to go. Got you. What are you excited about now? What's your future plans? One of the buildings uh, I got under contract about nine months ago, we're working on, it's a uh, 25,000 square foot, three-story office building that had been vacant for more more than a decade. And the city I'm investing in is, is I would say like a C plus B minus area that is, you know, it's heyday was in the manufacturing days. It has this great downtown area that it's really trying to revitalize. And the city has been extremely on board with me getting this building up and going, which it's refreshing because I've, I've invested in, uh, cities where, you know, they tend to demonize investors because of a lot of the hack jobs they get in there. But, um, uh, this particular city, uh, not only are they in, interested in, in me getting the building up and going, but they've been helpful in terms of, uh, I've received a $30,000 grant from the city for a specific improvement within the building. So, um, I'm really excited about this one. I, I, I know the area is not, um, as desirable as the building I'm sitting in now. So I'm a little apprehensive as to what's going to happen when it goes up for rent. But, you know, we've been pretty creative in finding tenants more so than I would say any property manager or broker would be because, you know, this is my real estate. It's my baby. I'm going to work hard for it. So uh, Facebook marketplace, Craigslist signs, uh, you know, city uh, pages, you know, we're, we're all over the place looking for tenants. And, and so far it's paid off. Got it. And, and you mentioned you, you're finding creative way of, of creatively or identifying tenants. So would you share, uh, I think you mentioned some of them, but would you share anything else? 
So this particular building uh, had been under, had been owned, uh, the previous owner had wanted to open a brewery there. The city uh, was really trying to get a brewery in the city because they just want a restaurant as the staple of their downtown area. All the nice areas have great restaurants. So the city understood, you know, a brewery would be great. Um, it got so far as to having design layouts and architectural drawings. And then uh, the owner did not have the money to perform and it fell through. So uh, that was who sold me the building. The city is is wanting me to get a brewery in there. So I've had my uh, assistant compile a list of all, all the breweries and restaurants within a 20 mile radius. And we're not at the point now where we're going to market that building. It's not quite in the condition uh, where it's ready, but you know we have a whole list of people we are going to direct, essentially direct market that to. And that's in addition to all the regular stuff that you typically see on the uh, on the leasing side. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And any one advice that have impact on you? I wouldn't say anyone specifically, but, you know, bigger pockets has been a big part of my uh, success. I had, you know, when I first started real estate, everyone said you need to find a mentor, someone to hold your hand and walk you through it. But uh, being a member of bigger pockets, I was able to ask pretty much every question uh, I had pop in my head on there. And I have, you know, dozens of experienced people answer that question. I don't see the same response today. I think bigger pockets has in real estate investing in general has just grown so much uh, that 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 entire website is is more commercialized now so i don't i don't get the same kind of uh, intimate feedback that i did maybe 7 years ago uh, but it's still a good helpful tool um so i would say you know online resources like that can can be great i've i've found private lenders on there and, and all kinds of things so uh, online resources have been my bread and butter for that kind of stuff awesome and any books that impacted your life and what way uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad is the one that's always thrown out there. That's definitely one of my first and one of my favorites. But uh, uh, Dale Carnegie, How to Win, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, was a real good one. That's not a book on real estate; it's more a book on life and and networking and socializing. But uh, it's definitely a good read. I would recommend it. Awesome. Yeah. How are you giving back to community, Adam? So we have done, you know, small charitable contributions. Uh, definitely been very interested in 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 sympathetic of the Ukraine war. So uh, I have done some some things in terms of raising money for some good charities with that. Uh, I'm going to continue to do that kind of stuff. Uh, me and my wife kind of look uh, at the beginning of the year at charities and pick and choose how we uh, how we like to donate. Okay, cool. How can listeners can connect with you? Uh, my website is cleinvest.com. I'm also on Instagram. I share a lot of my rehabs and my day-to-day -day stuff on Instagram. It's Adam the Investor, uh, and those are the two best ways to contact me. Okay, cool. Thank you very much, Adam, and thanks for sharing your experience around hobby space and commercial real estate space. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.